Today's daf is daf Tezvav. We're holding four lines from the bottom of Yudal Mabez. We're in the middle of a sugya. We started a Mishnah yesterday that transitioned from the Kinyane of an Isha for Kedushin to the Kinyanim of an Evid Ivri and Ama Ivriya. And the Mishnah had said that an Evid Ivri is nicknamed Bekesef. So what the uh, Gemara was dealing with is that we know there are different types of Evid Ivri. There's an Evid Ivri that is Nimkar based in, that if he steals for the, and, and he doesn't have the money to pay, Beisdin will sell him against his will. There's a Mochres Atmo, someone in his own volition sells himself. And there's also a Nimkar Le'evet Yechovim. And the uh, Mishnah was dealing with the distinctions between those classifications, those categories. And what the Gemara had uh, initially asked is, this din that an Evet Ivri is Nikna Bekesev, how do we know this? And the Gemara had suggested that uh, it could be that since we're able to show that by a Nimkar Le'ovet Kuchavim, or uh, the Gemara brought down from an Amevriya perhaps, is that Kesev works, and we have a Gzeira Shava of Sachir Sachir, that the word Sachir is a laborer, is written by the different types of Avodim, that links them, and therefore the halachas that apply to one apply to the other. The more I've mentioned, well, what if you don't hold of Sachir Sachir? You don't have the Masor of Sachir Sachir, and we had to bring a different source as how do we know that all the different types of Avodim, there are, uh, that, that Kesev is a form of Kenyan. What the Gemara then had transitioned to is, well, where is there an opinion that does not hold of Sachir Sachir? And what the, had, uh, the, the Gemara had suggested is that we find a machlokas between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Eliezer, as to whether there's, there's, there's four categories that were discussed in, 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 in the machlokas. There is, uh, the Gemara the brought down that uh, the halacha, let's just find it. The one brings down over here. Uh, let, let me just find the case. Hamocher atzmo nimkar l'sheish v'yeser al sheish yeser al sheish machro beis that ain't nimkar el l'sheish. So the first thing which we dealt with yesterday was that according to the Tanakhama, there's no din of sheishonim. You could even sell yourself for 10 years, and you wouldn't go out six, if it's Mochaz Atzmo, that din is specifically in, 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 in Machru based in. The second one was Nirza, the din that if you uh, don't want to go out in six years, that you can have your ear bored, and then you stay till the Yovel, that din also, according to the Tanakhama, is only a din in Nimkar, uh, in Nimkar based in, but not Mochaz Atzmo. The third halacha was the din of Hanukkah, that you have to give gifts, like a severance type of package when the person leaves, even though you paid him. So that din, according to Tanakam, also is only if it's machru based in, but it's not nimkar, it's not when a person sells himself. And the last case was that the Rebbe's around, that the master's allowed to give him, forcefully even, to take a shivcha kananis so that the vlados will belong to the master. That din also was only nimkar based in, not machruhu. Uh, not 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 atzmo. So the Tanakhama held there was a distinction before between that and Rabbi Lazar held there's no distinction. All those four halachas apply. Bain b'machru beistin, bain nim mochres atzmo. And the Gemara had suggested maybe the machlokas is whether you hold of sacher sacher because all of those four things are found in nimkar uh, beistin. 
and therefore maybe that's why the Tanakamos it doesn't apply to Mokru uh, Mokras Atzmo because it's not written by Mokras Atzmo it's written by Nimkur Bebeistin and clearly he doesn't hold a Sacher Sacher because if he did it should apply by both whereas Rabbi Lazar holds it does apply by both because he holds a Sacher Sacher that's what the Gemara had suggested that what the Gemara then came along and said that no according to at least uh, of Tuvyumi in the name of Abaya, it could be everybody still holds of, of Sacher Sacher, and this is not the source of the Machlok of Sacher Sacher, but, but the point is that even if you hold of Sacher Sacher, if there is a specific exclusion from Amochus Atzmo, according to Tanakam at least, in these four cases, that's why these four, all other halachas, there would be a Sacher Sacher would apply, except in these four. And yesterday we dealt with the first one to show how the Din of Sheish Kama only applies by Machru uh, based it, not Machru's Atmo, because there's a special mute in the Pasuk to tell me it only applies by Machru based it. Now we're up to the, the second of the four, which is Nirza. That the din is, is that uh, going again with Abaya, is that there is no Machlokas in Sacher Sacher, but the din of Nirza according to Tanakama, nevertheless, only applies to Machru Beistin. There's no Din Nirza that you bore a hole in the ear of the of a Mokher as Atzmo. So let's see it inside. Uh, my Taimo asks the Gemara, my Taimo, the Tanakama. What's the reason for the Tanakama? Damar Mokher Atzmo Enon Nirza, that he says that the Din of Ritzia, the Din of boring a hole in the ear, does not apply to Mokher's Atzmo. It only applies to Machru based Din, even though there's a drosh of Sacher Sacher, Abayi's explaining, Midemir Drachmona Gabi Machru based Din, because by Nirza, which is written in the parasha of Machru based Din, there is a special mir that says, Verotza Adonav Es Ozno, Ratza Donov as those know, Rashi explains that that whole clause, Ratza Donov as Ozno, is actually is redundant, and therefore it could be used as a mute. That in this case, by a mocher as machru based in, that's where you have a Ratza Adonav as Ozno. They might say, Ozno Shalo, the Ozen of the Machru based in, but Lo Ozno Shal Mokhras Atzmo. That explains the Tanakama, that is the shot in the Tanakama. So we're at the top of Tezvav Ahmed Aleph. So now, the Idach says the Gemara, well, what about uh, the, the, the Rabbi Lazar? How does Rabbi Lazar understand that, 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 that obviously he doesn't hold of that mute? from that redundancy, because he holds that Ritzia applies both by Machru Beistin and Mochas Atzmo. It's says that redundancy is actually spoken for. That redundancy of Osno is used for Xera Shava. Now, what does that Xera Shava teach us? We're going to see, we've had this a number of places in Shas, is that when the Torah says you bore a hole in the, uh, in the ear of the Eved, the Pasuk does not tell us which ear it is. The right or the left doesn't say it. However, there's another case in the Torah that discusses the ear of someone, and there it does identify it as the right ear. What case is that? The law of Mitzorah that you apply the blood of the carbon to the right ear, the right thumb, the right toe, of the Mitzorah, and there it says Yamin, 
and that and that and there's a gzeir shava that uh, Rabbi Lazar says you need to teach me. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what ear to bore by the evid, and therefore that uh, that the redundancy of Ratzah Adon of his Ozno is spoken for. So it's not says Rabbi Lazar to exclude machruhu based in a machruhu amochres atzmo from Ratzia that he holds everybody is chayv. Sachar Sachar tells me everybody's chayv in the laws of of Ritzia, boring the hole in the ear. So what's the redundancy for? To teach me that it has to be Xerushava that are the right ear. The sign you learned in the Brides of the Lezer, Oimer, Minayin L'Ritzia, Shiba Ozen Yemin Yemonis. How do you know that Ritzia takes place in the right ear? Nehmer Kan Ozen, it says over here in the parish of Eved, right ear. The Nehmer Laholan, it says over there by the parish of the Metzorah. Ozen, Malahalan, just as over there, it's Yamin, it's the right ear. Avkan is Yamin. Now the Gemara pushes back. Well, if that is a critical drosha, we need that Zayr Shava. So then going back to the Tanakama. So how can he learn that the redundancy of Ratzah Adonav is Ozno? He says, Ozno Shulzeh, that it's the ear of the Machru based in and not the one who sells himself. We already need it. We need that for the redundancy for the Zayr Shava. So Gemara says, the Idach, Imkain, Lemakra, Ozen. My Ozno. He says, the Chorah, in order to form the Gzeir Shava, you only needed to write the word Ozen. You didn't have to make it a possessive. His ear. The ear gets bored. Why do you have to say his ear? So therefore, the fact that it says his to teach me this one, this person's ear, and not the one who sells himself. The Idach, now go back to Rabbi Lazar. According to Rabbi Lazar, why does it have to say his ear? According to him, there's no need to say his ear, and he can't say that it's coming to exclude Machruhu Mokras Atzmo from Ritzia, because the old Mokras Atzmo is Chayv in Ritzia, has the parish of Ritzia. So, Ahumi Boyle Ozno Velo Ozna. Says Rebelezer, you know, I'd have to say in the possessive, because the possessive is possessive masculine. His, his masculine to teach me that the law of boring a hole in the ear only applies by a man does not apply by a woman. Ozno velo ozna. The idach says the Gemara like this. Now the Chorah pushing back to the Tanakama. How does the Tanakama know that in Ama Evriya there's no parsha of boring a hole in the ear? So when it says idach nafkalei mi ve'im yomar ha'eved, the pasuk says if the eved comes and says, I want to stay. But it says Ha'evid, Evid is male, male, not Amo. So he learns from there, you see that the parasha of Ritzia is only on the male and not on the female. Ha'evid will Amo. The Idach mi Boyolein, according, go back to Rabbi, to, to, to Rabbi Lezer. He says that Ha'evid is uh, not, not needed for Amo because Osno teaches me no Amo. So why does it say Ha'evid? Mi Boyolein, tell you like this. Is im yomar ha'evet that this din that the fellow wakes up and says I want to stay past the six years is only if he wakes up be, as long as he's an evet. But let's say the six years are up and year seven he shows up and says I want to stay. Yeah, no, that, I want to come back. I want to stay, but it's too late because it only works if he still has the status of the Evid. So according to Rabbi Eliezer, Ha'evid is not to teach me to exclude Amma. I don't need it to exclude Amma because I have Ozno to exclude Amma. What is Ha'evid coming to exclude? Ha'evid is coming to exclude is that it has to be, the statement has to be within the six years, correct. And now going back to the Tanakama, how does he know that? He learns it from the extra hay. 
right? And the Idach Eved HaEved Loi Darish. He says that extra A is just A. That's the way the Pasuk speaks. It's not extra for a Drosha. But anyway, bottom line is, now we've taken care of the second of the four distinctions between whether one is sold by Beistin and whether one sells himself. And we're explaining it that you don't have to make the machlokas based on sacher sacher, but there's special miyutim in the pasuk to exclude somebody who sells himself. Now we're going on to the third one. All right, my tana denam kama. What's the reason for the tana kama? The amar mocher atzma ein manikin lo. Why is there no severance? There's no law of mocher's atzmo that you don't give him the gifts and you don't uh, right. So therefore, like this. By the way, there's an Orsa Meach, Rav Meir Simcha Mitvinsk. He says a beautiful svara here. He says the Chora. Why should there be a difference between the severance package that is offered if you were sold by Beistin to the one that is where there's no package when a person was sold uh, sold himself? Right. Explaining the Tanakama. He says because in the case where you are sold by Beistin, your wages are garnished. You don't get any wages. Why don't you get any wages that you sold by Basin? What's the reason Basin sold you? Because you stole. Because you stole. Say so in that case where you're working for somebody basically and you're not getting paid, so that's where there's an Indian of of giving according to Tanakam, why you have to give Hanukkah. Whereas where you sold you for your where, where you sold yourself and you're not paying off Somebody's, therefore, there's no need. That's, that's an interesting story the, the Orsa Meach brings down. But anyway, where, where is their distinction? Assuming that both hold of Sacher, Sacher, why is there this distinction? Because again, in the Parsha Machru Beistin, there is a limitation, there is a mute. It says, Hanek Tanik Loi. Does it just say Hanek Tanik? What do you mean Hanek Tanik Loi? Why does it say to him? But we know we're talking about the Eved. To teach me only to the one that was sold by Beisdin, which the Parsha is talking about, and not to the fellow who sells himself. I, the Idach, what according to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer, according to him, what does he do with that Loi? He says that what it's coming to teach me is that if a guy, let's say the Eva dies, before you were able to pay the severance, you don't have to pay the severance. To his inherit to his inheritors. Frag the Gemara. Yoshev Amaylo. Why not? Sachir Kari Rachmana. The Torah refers to an ever like a laborer. A laborer, you pay wages. Let's say the person dies before he collected his paycheck. There's no question. Where does that paycheck go? It goes to his relatives. Why would you think that this uh, that the Hanak is not the same? It should be the same thing. So Ma Sachir Pulos Yoshev. Just as a Sachir, a laborer. His uh, paycheck goes to the inheritors if he dies. So Avai, so too the uh, the Ebed Ivri Pulasar Yarshab, His wages, inclusive of his severance, should also go to the Yarshim. Should go to his inheritors. Ella says more right. You're right. According to Rabbi Lezer, the law cannot come to exclude the inheritors from the from the Hanoka. If he dies, it's coming to exclude someone else. What about? And this actually has halachic ramifications on wages. What about if there is an outstanding creditor? So you have a situation is like this. This Evan, this, this Evan Ivry owes a, cred, owes a creditor $10,000. And he dies before he collects his severance, before he gets the Hanukkah. The creditor shows up and says, hey, he owes me that money. So instead of that money going to the inheritance, I want to collect it. 
On that comes along the pasuk loy v'loy lebalchayv. Is that the Torah does not allow the balchov to collect that money? That money is off limits the, uh, to the. Now the question is why. So some actually want to learn is that you see from here that a, you cannot put a garnishment on someone's wages if you have an outstanding debt. He can collect it and pay you, but you cannot garnish a come. That could be a broad. That that could. Uh, there's a that that is a discussion. That is, is in the commentaries over here. But anyway, it says, Now, why would you think, let's put it this way, why would you think that the creditor has a right to come and collect that? So it says, because we've learned a number of times already that there's something called the Shibuda Drab Nosen. What is Shibuda Drab Nosen? Let's say A owes B and B owes C. So Rav Nassim has, based on the Psukim, is that C can circumvent the process and he can go straight to A and say, instead of you paying B, pay me. C can ask A to pay him directly. That's the regular law of Shibuddha Rav Nassim. Now, if that's true, then you, would, you could argue that in the case of the wages or the severance in this case, so therefore the Balchov, the creditor, should have a right to collect it. That's why you need a pasuk to tell me that he cannot. That's what Mora is suggesting. Mora said, the spirit of the Alma, because under normal circumstances, we hold like Rav Nosen. The son we learned in the Bryce, I'm Rav Nosen. How do we know if somebody owes $100, meaning that you have a claim of $100 on your friend? And your friend owes another person a hundred dollars. That you A can go directly to C and collect from C, or C as we see go directly to A and collect from A. Tamad Lama Benasnasha We have a pasuk is talking about actually in a case of where a person swore falsely and then admitted and he has to pay. It says you pay you you collect from the one literally the one who you you are guilt you 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 are guilty because of him you are guilty. But the word Asham also means principal. The one who actually the uh, that you owe the principal to is the one you give it to. And he learns that's teaching me is that you can circumvent the middle guy. You can circumvent V and. and a B and, and C can collect directly from A. That's how we learn. So you might think it applies over here. So therefore, so uh, uh, so therefore, nasan la'asham, nasan la'asham loy. So also loy. That's why the pasuk writes the word loy over here. Do not apply that uh, that 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 process la'fuke to exclude. Now that explains the position of, let's just keep the cheshman over here. This was to explain the position of Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer was explaining that the word loy is not coming to exclude the din of Hanoko. The Koran to Tanakama, there's no Hanoko by Mochers Atzmo, only by Machruhu Beistin. Because it says loy, loy, the one who's Mochru Beistin, not the one who sells himself. According to Rabbi Lezer, he says, that's what, not what the word loy comes to teach me. The word loy has come to teach me is that you only pay him, you don't pay his creditor. That's what's coming to teach me. Now, what about the Tanakama? What about the din of Rabnosin? So he says, The Tanakama in general doesn't hold like Rabnosin. If he in general does not hold that you can circumvent the process, then you don't need a drosha telling me that you don't have to pay the Baal Chov over here because normally you can't 
don't have to pay the Baal So therefore, you don't need the load to teach me that. Okay, let's go to the third Allah. The third Allah we mentioned yesterday was my time at Tanakamba, Tamarokha Atma Ain Rabba Moser Lo Shifcha. It's the third or the fourth third one? Fourth. The fourth one. The fourth one. We said is that even though by Mokra based in, the Evid, the, the Adon has a right to say to the Evid, I want you to have relations with the Shukha Kananis that she should become pregnant and I can collect the Vlados. According to Tanakamba, that din is only a based in sold you. You don't have that right if it is somebody that sold himself. That's the distinction he made. So we wonder what's the reasoning for the distinction? Because we're saying that everyone holds a Sakhir Sakhir, so all the types of Avodim should have the same status. Why is there that distinction here? Someone says, in my time, the Tanakam Atmo, that if a person sold himself, ain't Rabbi Moisim Loy Shivka Kananis, that you can't give him by, uh, against his will a Shivka Kananis, is Mir Drachmana Gabi Machru Basin. Again, there is a special Mir in the Parsha Machru Basin, there is a Mir. What's the Mir? It says, Imadon of Yiten Lo Isha. It says, if the master will give him a wife, really a woman. Now, why did I have to say Yiten Loi? Yiten Isha, we know we're talking about him. Loi Veloi Lamoichar Atzma. It's telling me that only to this fellow, who the Pazak's talking about, where it's sold and based in, can you impose upon him a Shukha Kananis. But under normal circumstances, by Mokhar Atzma, for example, you cannot do that. The Idach, so what about a Contrable Ezra? What does he do with that Loi? He says, actually, that law is coming to teach me another Allah. It's not coming to teach me a distinction between a mocher based in to mocher's atzmo. That law is teaching me law balkarcho, that he doesn't have a say in the matter. You can force him. That's what the law is coming to teach me. It has law is balkarcho. Now, what about the Tanakama? How does the Tanakama know that he can do it balkarcho against his will? He says, I know that from, there's another drosha. The drasha says like this, is that when it comes to talking about that you have to pay, you have to pay severance, it says that he's worked double shifts. He's worked double what a regular worker works. What does it mean? How does he work double what a regular worker works? So it says, the sign of Linton Abraham, he has worked for you a double shift. A laborer only works by day. He only works one shift. He works by day. He doesn't work at night. Evid Ivri Ovid Bain Bayom Bain Belila. Whereas in Evid Ivri, you can work him both by day and by night. Now, the simple shots, Mashma, you can have him working for you 24 7. But the Chor, we know that's not correct. Do you really, does it enter your mind, Sheevid Ivri Ovid Bain Bayom Bain Belila, that you have a right to force the Evid to work for you both by day and by night? The Chor of Nemer. The Pasuk says by an Evid Ivri, He tov lo imach. You have to make sure that when you own the Evid, the experience is going to be a beneficial one for him. This is going to be something that the experience is a good experience. And what we learn from that, is that you, he eats the food you eat, he drinks the drink you drink, which means you have to make sure that he is living and is having an experience that is one that is not considered to be uh, overly... Um, imposing. Well, if so, how could you think that you can make the guy work 24-7? Obviously, that's not tov lo imach. So on that, Rabbi Yitzchak, country, Rabbi Mosul, from here we learned, you know what the night shift refers to? The night shift refers to that you're allowed to give him a shivcha kananis. So basically, what we're saying is like this, is that according to, uh, according to the Tanakama, 
the low is teaching me that, it, oh, that this din only applies to a mocher uh, machru based, not a mocher atzmo. How does he know the din that you're allowed to give him a shivcha kananis? He learns it from the fact that it says tov lo imach, that, uh, I'm sorry, that he works, a, he, he, the positive implies he has a double shift. He works twice as much as a regular laborer. We say what it means, he works twice as much as a regular laborer. It means that you're allowed to give him a shivcha kananis at night. That is how the Tanakhama explains it. Now the Idah, that what about, uh, according to Rabbi Lezer, if, if you can use that double, that learning the double shift that teaches me Eviknani, then why do you need the word low to teach me that you can give me a shivcha kananis, right? Lechore, you can learn from double shift, and therefore the low should be open for the miyut to tell me that it only applies by a person sold by Beistin and not by somebody that sells himself. He says like this, because if you only look at the pasuk that says that he has a double shift, that you can give him a shivcha kananis, that might just mean that it's permissible to give him a shivcha kananis, because normally you can't have a relationship with kananis. How do you know that you can impose upon him that he has to do it by al That's what you need to loaf for, according to him. Have you only had the pasuk of the double shift, it's only if he accepts, it's with his acquiescence, but to do it against his will, maybe you cannot do it, that's when you need a low, that, that you could do it, that's what you need the word for. that low is not extra. So, all right, Ella, all right, anyway, bottom line is, so we went through these four distinctions and showed that the argument does not have to be whether you hold of Sakhir, Sakhir, it could be everybody holds of Sakhir, Sakhir, but there's the machlokas is if there's a special miyutim in these four cases. Now the more circles all the way back. Let's go back to the begin to yesterday's dot. The, the comment that was made yesterday is that there's a machlokas. One opinion holds of sachir sachir, which means we compare all the avodim using that linkage. But there's an opinion that does not hold of that. We have not shown as of now. Who is that opinion that does not agree with the opening the portal of Sakhir Sakhir? That's what the Gemara wants to know. Who is that opinion? So, who's the opinion that's not holding Sakhir Sakhir? So, what's the Tana? It's the following Tana. The sign we learned in a Brisa. The Brisa says, Veshav el Mishpachtai. Now, this is a Pasuk that is written by a person who sells himself. It says, that he, uh, that he returns to his family by Yovel. That if he sells himself, he goes back to his family by Yovel. All right? Now, I'm a Rabbi Loz, Now, Rabbi Loz approves that it's talking about a person who sells himself. So he says like this, even though it is written, I'm sorry, he's not, he's not approving that, but even though the Pazik seems to be written by somebody who sells himself, we already have another verse, we'll see in a moment where that is. We have another place in the Torah that tells me that if a person sells himself, Yovo sets him free, right? And Ibn Nirza, and if it's by the person had already been there six years and had asked for the extension that he wants to stay, that there that he goes out with Yovel. Also, we're going to see that the Pasuk tells us that he goes out with Yovel. Ibn Nirza, Harek Far Amur. We already know that a Nirza goes out with Yovel. So, therefore, so who is that extra Pasuk telling me? that goes out with Yovel. I don't need it for Mokra Atzmo. I don't need it for the Nirza. So what's left? So therefore, Ha'enakosavadabar El Machru Beistin. Must be we can apply it to the person that's sold by Beistin that what? 
that he also will go out with Yovel if the Yovel occurs before the six years. Because if he goes out in the six years, you don't need Yovel. All right. Two or three years uh, If you assault two or three before the Yovel means Yovel's going to hit before the six years go hit So basically let's, let, 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 let's analyze again the Brysa We have this, this, this clause that says He returns to his family by the Yovel Now even though it seems to be written by one who sells himself I don't need it for somebody who sells himself Because we have an explicit positive that somebody who sells himself goes out by Yovel I also know that somebody who made himself into a Nirza goes out by Yovel So what can I apply that positive to? I can apply that positive to, that, to who? To somebody who was sold by Basti now says the Gemara, this is the logic here, let me say, says the Gemara, if you held of Sakhir Sakhir, that there's an open portal between all the types of Ebed Ivri, why do you have to apply the Pasuk to someone whose soul was sold by Beisdin? It should automatically be, a, a, that, that knowledge should be available, that somebody was sold by Beisdin should be able to... Uh, go out by Yovel because of Sacher Sacher. Clearly, this Tana must not hold of Sacher Sacher. Is that, that clear? Alright. If you would have thought that Yol is Sacher Sacher, that this Tana holds of Sacher Sacher, so Lamandi, why, uh, uh, why do I need to bring the verse? To support that a mochru based in it goes out with yovel nail of sachir sachir just use the gzera shava so this seems to be the source that we were referring to yesterday of the opinion that is not hold of sachir sachir again they want to push us back I'm Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Loolam Yalev Sachir Sachir I can tell you like this that this Tana really does hold of sachir sachir and there's a special reason why you over here need a pasuk for yovel the itzterich and you still need to bring a pasuk. To show me that somebody was sold by Beisdin goes out by Yovel. Now, why do I need the pasuk? Why not just learn out from the Gzeira Shava of Sacher Sacher? Sagadai Dechamina, because I would have thought as follows, like this: the Mocher Atzmo sold himself. It was not based on having previously done a sin, but the one who's sold by Beisdin is sold because he did a sin. What sin did the one who sold himself? He stole. So you might argue like this. Even though the person who sells himself goes out by Yovel, you know why? The Torah says like this, we're going to give you an ability to go out because the bottom line is you didn't really do an Aveira. However, the one who was sold by Beistin, maybe he's penalized and he's got to do the whole six-year sentence and we don't go out with Yovel. That's why you need a special Pasuk even though there's a Gzeirah Shava of Sachir Sachir. That's what I'm suggesting. I mean, I would have thought to say that Mokhar Atmo, who the law of Surah, that he did not do an Avera, that he goes out with the Yovo. Ava Makhru based in to Ava Avera, who did an Avera of stealing, Amen, it can't say we shall penalize him and do what? And require him to keep out the whole sentence of six years. Kamash Malan, that's why you need the Pasuk that he goes, but you need a Pasuk for that, you can't rely on Sakhir Sakhir. All right. Let's go weiter. Amar Mars, the master just got through saying, the way we built it up was, Ibn Nirza Harekvar Amar. Nirza, I know, I know the Pasuk Vishavu Meshpacho doesn't apply to Nirza, because Nirza I know. I know the Nirza goes out by Yovel. Says the Gemara Mahi, where do you know? Where is it clear that the Nirza goes out by Yovel? The Sanya begs learned in a Brisa. 
says like this, Veshavtem ish el achuzosoi, veish el mishpachtoi. The Pazik says that a person will go back to his, uh, his previous achuza, to his previous holdings, and to his family. That Pazik, who is that Pazik referencing? All right? Who is that Pazik talking about? All right? That's not exactly the same Pazik as before. Uh, before the Pazik was Vayikro Chavei Mem Aleph, here is Vayikro Chavei Pazik Yud. So we have two Pazik that talk about going back to your family. So this one specifically, Shavim, Shavim, Ishallah Chuzos, Vishal Mishpachto, who is it referring to? Bamea Kosmadabar. Ibn Mokher Atmo, if it's about a person sells himself, Harek Far Amor. We already said that there's a Pazik that talks about a person selling himself that you can go back by Yovo. And if it's referring to somebody that's sold by Beistin, we already proved that there's a posture by a person who's sold by Beistin. It's talking about the Nirtza, a person who had his ear bored, and it was two or three years before the Yovel, right? There comes the Yovel, and he goes free, right? Now says more my mashma. How do you know? Meaning, like there's a little bit of circular logic. Before we said, how do you know the pasuk is referring to machruhu based in? He says because we know by nirtza. And the other thing, how do you know by nirtza? Because the pasuk we know by, by machruhu based in. But how do you know this pasuk here has to be talking about a nirtza? I'll tell you how one knows. I'm a rova barashilo. I'm a cross. It says ish. The shav ish el mishpachta. Ish is masculine. This man goes back to his family. Now, in the laws of Avodim, where is there something that only applies to the man does not apply to the woman? So, we say the boring of the ear. The boring. So, therefore, I know this is talking about the nirtza. It cannot be referring to another halacha. Therefore, this has to be referring to the nirtza because it's talking about that it applies to the ish. So, therefore, so therefore, I'm a cross ish. What applies specifically by the man? That's why I know that this passage refers to a, a, a nirtza, the nirtza goes by Yovo. Now, the one that says like this, very interesting, is that by the nirtza, he goes free by Yovo, we have two clauses. One says that he bore the hole in his ear and he will serve the olam. And he now becomes the Eved Le'olam. Now usually what does Le'olam mean? Forever. Forever. But we say it doesn't really mean forever. It means forever uh, for the, until Yovo. So why are you using the expression Le'olam? And then you have over here another postage is that he goes back, the Shavu Mishpachto, that he does go back by the Yovo. Why do we have both clauses? What is like this? Let's see. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, I'm, I skipped a, skipped a question. That's going to be later. The first question I'm going to ask is like this. The one says, why can one not be learned from the other just using a mamatzino? Why do you have to write a prospect that a person sold by Beistin goes out by Yovo? And why do I have a prospect that tells me that the Nirtza goes out by Yovo? That's the first question we're asking. Why do we need it by both? Why not learn one from the other? Because if you learned out by the person that was sold by Beistin, because I'll tell you like this, the person that was sold by Beistin, right, we're talking about the six years have not hit yet. All right? So the six years did not hit, comes along the Torah says, if the Yovel comes before your six, he goes free. Aval Nirtza, but remember the Nirtza had the opportunity to go out at year six. And what happened? 
He chose to stick around. So if I need to the Monty's money, you might think he gets penalized. Now Raja says, why should he be penalized? Because Hashem says, as a Pasuk in the Torah says, Avodai Haim. That, that the Jewish people, they are slaves to me, to me and to no one else. So now, a guy that was forced into a situation either because of himself, he didn't have money or they didn't have to sell him, I understand he got sold, but comes, so therefore, your six is gonna let him free. But he hasn't hit your free, Yovel will let him free. This guy had an opportunity to go free. And he didn't, so he violated on the clause that says that you are my slave. So maybe he does not get the benefit of the Yovo. So therefore, that's why, same in the concept, that's why you have to write by the Nirtso that Yovo does work. Now, why not just write it by the Nirtso and learn Machru based in from that? Alright, so you might think like this. On the other hand, you could argue, and Nirza Yovel works because this guy already had the six years. He filled his sentence. Now comes the Yovel, we'll let him go free. But you could ask, I argue by the Mahfur based in, he hasn't filled his sentence yet. Maybe Yovel shouldn't work until year six. So therefore, Mahfur based in, the law Abadlei, Shay, she hasn't finished his six years. Why should he make the, the master lose? Right? Therefore, you have to write it both by Mahfur based in. And you have to write it by the Nirza. Now, this is this question I was referring to. You have to have the positive that says he goes back by the Yovel. That he serves the Olam, which means until the Yovel. Because he only wrote the Olam. I might think, what does the Olam mean? Forever. Maybe Taka means forever. And even that he doesn't go back by the Yovel. Hava mean the Olam Amish. So because Rahman of Shaft, that's why you have to write, it goes back by the Yovel. So why not just write, it goes back by the Oval? Why do you have to write the words Laolam? Right? Because of Rahman of Shaft, Now you might think like this. You might think that uh, when do we say that the Yovel works? It's talking about a person that we're talking about the Nirza over here, right? So now, the Nirza had six years, went ahead and decided to, uh, to stick around, the extend, an extended lease option. So he went ahead and stuck around. So you might think like this, you know when Yovel will work if he's had at least another six years, right? Because why should the second six be worse than the first? The first six he didn't go free. So then what, all right? So the first six he didn't go free, so he should at least have another six, and then the Yovel can kick in. But let's say the Yovel came before the, 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 before the, the second six, the second six. Maybe you'd say, no, this guy has to at least serve the second term. That's why you need the word Le'olam, means he, he always goes out by the Yovel. Even if that Yovel takes place, Within the six years of the second term, that's what the that's why you need the leolam. So what it says like this. So therefore, says the Gemara, That's only if he hasn't served the second term of six years. Uh, one second. However, if in I, I, I think I, I I said this backwards. Did I say this backwards? No, I said. I said. I think I said this the opposite way around. Let me switch it around. I'm sorry. I said it backwards. Means like this. What would you have thought? You would have thought like this: is that let's say 
You would have thought, let's say the six years came before Yovel. The, se- the second six years. The first six years for sure came before Yovel because he's still a Nerzah. Right. All right. Now you would have thought like this. What happens if the second six came before the Yovel? You would have thought the second six should let him go even without the Yovel because the, the, the first six technically should have let him go. So the second six would let him go. You would have thought maybe the Yovel only helps you only need the Yovel if it comes during the second six. But if it doesn't come during the second six, you don't need the Yovel because he's going to go out with six anyway. Just as the first six technically would have released him, so the second six should release him. So you would have thought, so what do you need Yovel for? Yovel is really needed, the opposite smarter than I said before. You would have thought the Yovel is only needed if it's during the second six. But if it's after the second six, I don't need the yovel because anyway he's going to go out after with the sixth year of the second term. Kamash Malan, no. Is it telling Le'olam, you have to be there forever until the yovel. Even if the yovel takes place after the second six, he still doesn't go free. We don't let him go free. Once he makes a nitzah, six years. He doesn't years, go free until the yovel. Even if the yovel hits Way after the second six years. That's the Kiddush of it. And the Olam right. is yeah. forever so, until the That's why you need the, that's why that's the counter in the word La'olam. Yeah. That's the right. So Bishon says like this. So that's, uh, that, that, I said it backwards. But right. So therefore like this. So the ikaz of Rahman of Ashaftim, have I mean Hanamila Hechid the law of That's only if you haven't done the six. Ava Hechid Avat Sheish. So when he did the six, the second six should not be more stringent than the first. And the first six would have been able to release him. So let the second six be able to release him, even if there's been no Yovo. So then Matkilaz Sheish, just as the beginning six, he could have gone free. Avsovanami Sheish, he could go free and should not have to be there more than six years after being a Nirza. Kamash Malan, Laolam. Laolam Shal Yovo is that no, once he becomes a Nirza, the only thing that's gonna let him go free is the he's there forever until the the, 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 the until the Yovo. Even if this Yovo is taking place. After the se- six years, that, the, uh, the second the second set of six years. All right. Says more like this. But bottom line, let's not lose sight of this. We've now deflected. We have not been able to find an opinion that does not hold of Sakhir Sakhir. Because this is working even within the confines of Sakhir Sakhir. So who were we alluding to yesterday when we said that there is a Tana that does not agree of the portal of Sakhir Sakhir? So Ella says more like this. So my Tana the Leo of Sakhir Who's the Tana that is not whole of Sakhir Rabbi He, the Sanya, top of Tezvav and Beis, says like this. Now, the Pasuk says like this. This Pasuk is talking about a person who sold himself to an Ovid Kachavim. Somebody that has been so impecunious, he's in such a, a high state of poverty, that he ends up having to sell himself to an Ovid Kachavim. Now, the halacha over there is that the Pasuk says that the family of the person who was sold have an obligation to redeem him, right? That it's, it, if, it's, if it's not his brother, then it's his uncle, then it's his cousin. It goes through the list of orders of who is required to release him. And the Pesach says like this, If the person is not released in this manner by his relatives, right? Then what did the Buzzard say? So then he goes out with Yovo. 
right? So it's very interesting, because even though it's an Ovet Yochavim, what does the Ovet Yochavim care about Yovum? But nevertheless, no, that's the law of the land. The law of the land is that if he is not released by the relatives, even though there's an imperative on the relative, let's say they don't have the money, or he doesn't have any relatives, but if they're not released by the other, then, then it's not going to be forever under the jurisdiction of the Evgechavim, because what will release him? He gets released by Yovu. Okay, now, that's the pasuk. Now, someone says like this, so Rebbe Omer be'elehu nigal, ve'enigal b'sheish. It's telling me is that he'll go out with Yovo, but the law of six years doesn't apply to this fellow. Which makes a little bit of sense, because who's he being sold to? Avichachavim. The Avichachavim is not bound by the law of the six years. B'sheish. Now, why would you think perhaps that he should go out after six years. Sheyachov, because you could have made the following argument, all right? The one is going to say at the end, obviously we're talking about that you're under Jewish yeah, you're uh, authority. Under Jewish, because, you to to Right, because otherwise, you know, what does he care? Because you might think that the following argument could be made. And a regular Evid Ivri who sold to a Jew where the Torah does not emphasize that his family are required to redeem him. So by a person that's sold to a Jew, where there is no uh, obligation of the family to release it, to get him released, yet there is a leniency that comes six years, he goes free. So Zen, so this person who is sold to Rebbe Kachavim, where the Torah goes out of its way to say that there is an obligation on the family to release him, Kavachomer, what? So therefore, that's what the word Eila comes to teach me. But Eila, with Yovel, he goes out, but he does not go out with six. All right. That's Rebbe's Shita. We're going to see not everyone agrees with Rebbe, but that's Rebbe's Shita. Comes along, the Gemara says like this. If, in fact, you have an open portal between all the Avadim where it says Sochir, you know where Sochir is written? Sochir is written by an Eved that sells himself to a Jew. Sochir is written by an Eved that is sold by Beistin. And Sochir is also written by an Eved that sells himself to Eved Gechavim. Now, if you had that open portal, then you do not have to make a kavachomer. You could have said, you know why you would have thought that an Evan is sold for, an Evan goes out by six years, even if he is sold to an Ovid Kuchovin, because there is an open portal between all the Sachers. The fact that Rebbe doesn't address the Sachir Sachir, and he only thinks through a Kalvachomer, you would have thought it, no must be he does not hold of Sachir Sachir. So when it says like this, Isaac died that you of Sachir Sachir, if Rebbe would have held Sachir Sachir, Amaika Amar, why does he have to come on to? Umami she'en a nigel be'ele. Actually, actually, the Gemara says it even, even, even stronger. The Gemara says like this, is that Rebbe learned the Kalvachomer, let me just, uh, let's tweak it, because Rebbe actually learned the, why the, Kalva, the Kalvachomer was that a regular Eved does not get there's no, there's, there's no requirement of relatives to release him, right? That's what that, that Rebbe said. And 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 and. and uh, it's all to a year. But it's all to a Jew. Now the Gemara is asking if you actually hold of sachir sachir, 
then what should Sachi Sachi teach me? That that their family is on the fact that Rebbe doesn't even address that. He holds it's Pashid. Obviously, he does not hold of Sachi Sachi. It's the other way around. But the point is, that's the point that's being made. So they were like this. Why do you say that somebody who is not sold with, uh, with does not have the requirements of, 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 of the family, the Krovim having to do it. Why not? Use to teach me that what? That he does have an obligation. The family do have an obligation. Just as we find by Solta Gai, Solta Yitu, the family, if they have the money, should try to get him out of that situation. So therefore, like this, so that, that therefore this would seem to be a good proof that what? That, that Rebbe no, that does not hold him. Comes along Amrav Nachbar Yitzchak says, I don't agree with that. It pushed back as well. It could be that Rebbe does hold of Sachir Sachir. Now if Rebbe does hold of Sachir Sachir, then why why didn't why does Rebbe hold as a Dover Pashid that the law of Krovim only apply to someone sold to a guy, but the law of Krovim does not apply to Yid? Why doesn't Sachir Sachir make that linkage? Because there's a difference. So I'm a crow, Yigalenu Lizet. Yigalenu. The Pazak says, this is by the Sultan of Yikhovim, Oidoida or the uncle, Bendoda, the cousin, Yigalenu. Doesn't say Yigal, that he'll they will redeem him. They will redeem him. What is the him? Only this one has to be redeemed. Oh, so Who is this not, one? The one sold to the non-yud, but the not the yud. one that is sold to a regular Jew. So therefore, even if you could hold a sacher sacher, but that portal wouldn't tell it to you because there is a special miut over here, which that justifies. Therefore, Rebbe takes it a davar parshit that it doesn't apply across the board. So when it says yigalenu lezevaloi laacher, all right. So now. The one now it, it has reached a point, an impasse, we don't have a proof that we know that there's somebody who doesn't hold a sacher sacher. But now we're going to go on a tangent. We just showed that Rebbe learned that the laws of Sheish Shonim, six years, do not apply to an Nimka Lo'evikachavim. Right, and the way he learned it, because in Lo Yigal Be'ele, if he doesn't get redeemed in, uh, if he doesn't get redeemed by the relatives, right, then he yeah, goes he out with Yobel, as opposed to going out with six years. That's how Rebbe darshaned it. Moritz says, wants to know who disagrees with the Rebbe about that. Uman Tana the Baligalei Rebbe. Who is the Tana or Tanoyim that disagree with Rebbe? Moritz says there are two Tanoyim, Rabbi Yosef Lili and Rabbi Akiva. Where do we see that Rabbi Yosef Lili and Rabbi Akiva disagree with Rebbe? The sign we learned in a bride, so same posture. It says, Lo Yigal Ba'elev, he does not get redeemed in this manner or with these individuals. Now, what do we learn from that? Now, the Gemara is going to bring down a fascinating machlokus. There's actually three uh, ways that redemption can happen by the Ovid Kuchovim. Let's go through them. The first one in the Pasuk refers to if relatives do it. The second one is if he himself comes into money and does it himself. Right, he, the Ovid cannot hold back and has to allow him to redeem himself. And the third one is, is if a stranger does it. All right? So you have three ways how the, a person can be redeemed from an Ovid Now the discussion over here between Rebbe and, uh, between Rabbi Yosef Lili and Rabbi Akiva, the Machloka is going to be, when he is redeemed, okay, stay, stay with me here, when he is redeemed, does he become the Eved to the one that redeems him? 
Or does he automatically go free? Now obviously when it's talking about him doing it to himself, he for sure is going free. The only question is going to be the case of relatives and in the case of strangers. That's going to be a machlokas between Rebbe, Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva. So he wants to say like this. Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva are not going to agree? No, they're not going to agree. They're going to argue about it. But they're going to learn it from the word Eila, which means that they don't use the word Eila like Rebbe did, which means Rebbe used it to exclude Sheishonim. They don't use it to exclude Sheishonim, which means according to them, even a Jew sold in Ovechovim doesn't have to wait till Yovo, he so still would go years. out with six years. That's the point we're trying to say. Yeah. So, what it says like this it says, like, uh, uh, the sign of the Rice, Lo Yigal Be'ela. What do you learn from Lo Yigal Be'ela? Rabbi Yosef Lili Omer, Be'ela Le Shichrur. That, but the, rel- the Pasuk before is talking about the relatives. The relatives cause him to go free right away. But Bashar Kol Adam, however, if anybody else other than a relative is the one that puts up the money, what's going to be the result? So therefore, Lashibud, it goes for, he's going to be enslaved now, at least it's a Jew, but he comes, he, that person buys his contract, basically. Rabbi Akiva holds exactly the opposite. Rabbi Akiva Omer Be'ele Lashibud, that relatives, he has to work for the relatives. He's now, they buy his contract. Bashar Kolodim, but it's anybody else, that's Lashichrur. So when it says like this, what's the logic between the, why are they arguing? What's the machlokus here? So let's go with Rabbi Yossi Aglili. So my time, Rabbi Yossi Aglili. So he says like this, he says, I'm reading a simple shot in the Posset. Let's go back to the source. Amar Kroh. It says, if the person is not redeemed by these, now who is the these referring to? The relatives. The relatives. If he doesn't go out with the relatives, right, which means he wasn't redeemed by the relatives, but somebody somebody else did it, then that person has him till the Yovel. Because the next part of the puzzle says, if he doesn't go with the, if he doesn't redeem by the relatives, he goes out by the Yovel. So where if Yosef really means, he wasn't redeemed by the relatives, why? Because somebody else did it. Now that person gets to hold on to him until the Yovel. So you see, if it would have been the relatives, he wouldn't have had to wait till the Yovel, why? Because he would have gone free right away. But since it was done by someone else, so then someone else has to wait till the then he has to wait till the over because that person buys his contract. That's a simple reading according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili. So he says like this: Lo yigal be'ela, elav achra means somebody else other than a relative purchased him. Then begatvus nasho yovel. Then that person owes him until, owns him to the yovel. That is how Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi Aglili learned it. Rabbi Akiva Amar he happens a little bit of dre. Im lo yigal elav be'ela. The way to read the pasuk if he's not redeemed. Only by them, uh, he puts in the word Ella. It doesn't say Ella in the person, but he says if he's not redeemed by anyone other than the relatives, right? Then, since he's redeemed by the relatives, you wait until the Yovel. Implication is, if it would have been someone other than the relatives, you wouldn't have had to wait till the Yovel. Why wouldn't you have to wait till the Yovel? Because he would have gone out automatically. No, he would have gone out automatically. He would have gone automatically. So therefore, then the Yatav Shnasa Yovel. If it only goes out with the relatives, then you, if he only is, is redeemed by the relatives, then you have to wait till Yovel because they own his contract. Now, what about Rabbi Yossi Aglili? Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, that's not the right way to read the Pasuk. It doesn't say Ela Be'ela. The Pasuk says if he's not redeemed with these, it doesn't say if he's not redeemed only with these. 
You're putting a word only that doesn't exist in the Pasuk. So when it says like this, Rabbi Yosef Glee, the Ella Ba'eluxiv, doesn't say only with these. Eluxiv says you're not with thee with these. So therefore the simple reading says Rabbi Yosef is the way I'm reading it, not the way you're reading it. So that can't be the machlok, because Ella says more of a high crocamifligi. Actually, what they're arguing about is a different Pasuk altogether. What does the Pasuk say? O Dodo, or his uncle, O Ben Dodo, or his cousin, Yigaleno. All right. Now that first part of the pasuk clearly, who's that referring to? Zugulas Krovin. That's the redemption that could happen uh-huh. by the relatives. Oh, he siga yado, or he comes into money. Zegulas Atman. That's all about him redeeming himself, right? And then venigal, and he will be redeemed. That last clause in the pasuk. Zegulas Acherim. That's if somebody else does it. So you have three layers of how he can go free: relatives, himself, or other people. Or other people. Now. The Gemara is going to say what they're arguing about here of Yosef, Lili, and Rebbe is a fundamental question. When you have three clauses, the clause in the middle, we know what it means. If he redeems himself, he for sure goes free. Now, how do you understand? Is the clause in the middle teach on what's before it? Or is it teach on what comes after? So Rebbe learns, Rabbi Yosef Lili learns, the clause in the middle is always utilized to teach the thing before. Just as he goes free right away when he does it himself, so too when the relatives do it, he goes free right away. As opposed to if somebody else does it, that person owns the contract. Rabbi Akiva holds the opposite. He holds the That's to, to the to the last one. To the last. To the the right. one says like this. So Rabbi Yosef Lili Sava Mikra Nidrish Lefonov that the Mikra you learn it going to that which was before. Shadi Geulas Krovim and therefore the redemption of relatives is placed at Gulas Atzmo. Uh, it's compared to his own redemption. Yeah. So, he goes free. He goes free. What about Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva No, it goes after. The middle one teaches the one after. So, you place the laws of redemption of others. And you learn out from the redemption of himself. Just when he redeems himself, he goes free. So, Gemara says like this. Okay. That's a very good, then why do you need the word Be'ele? Meaning, they both were darshaning from the Be'ele that the Be'ele, but if you have this is the source, yes, then what do you need, the, then what right. do you need Be'ele for? Right? Siyach Be'ele Lamali. Someone says like this, no, I need the word Be'ele. You know why I need the word Be'ele? Because Be'ele teaches me which way, which direction there are which direction to learn the Pasuk. Remember, it doesn't go back, it doesn't go forward. That middle clause, the only way I know it, according to Yosef Glili, it goes uh, back. You interpret Ella differently. Because, because it, right, say right. Yeah, right. says like this. Then maybe you go both ways if it wouldn't have been for the word Be'ele. Uh-huh. And, they go, and the person should go free no Either matter whether it's relatives or it's strangers. So one says like this, but then Iachi Hadar Kushya, but the problem with Dukta, then you come back to the original question. It's true it fits Rabbi Yosiak Lili better, but remember the word, the way Rabbi Akiva learned Be'ela was a difficult way to learn the Pasuk. You, it's hard to justify, he learns the Pasuk that way, and now you know how to learn that it goes for, backwards or goes forward, but his reading was, that's the Ella Be'ela. He had to write, read something into the Pasuk that didn't make, that was, wasn't the simple reading. So you're back to that question. The whole point over here was that's not the good way to read the Pasuk. Mo'erla says the Gemara before coming Actually, what the fundamental machlok of Yosi and Lili and Rabbi Akiva is based on it's a logic. It's based on the logic. The logic is the driving force as to how to read the pasuk. Why? 
Rabbi Yosef who doesn't make more sense should cause the person to go free? Relatives or strangers? He says like this. He says like this. Relatives are compelled to let him go free anyway. Uh, to, to, to redeem him anyway. So whether he goes free or doesn't go free, they will do it. So it makes sense over there he goes free. Strangers, if they don't buy the contract and he goes free, they have no impetus to go ahead and redeem him. Why would a stranger redeem him when he doesn't buy the contract? So it says with Yosef, it makes a lot more sense to me that the way to understand it is by relatives, he goes free. By strangers, he does not. That's how Rabbi Yosef. And that's why he reads the passage of the Eilu the way he does, because it fits the logic of the situation. So when it says like this, that by strangers, he still has, they own his contract, he's, still, he's going to be Meshubah to them, he's going to be enslaved to them. Because if, if strangers, the halacha was, when a stranger puts up his money, the guy goes free, they're going to hold back and not redeem him. Why aren't they going to redeem him? Because why would they throw away their money and not get him? What does Rabbi Akiva hold? Rabbi Akiva holds, he looks at it from a different direction. He knows, a person knows, that the relatives are going to be compelled to do it. Relatives, if the pastor says you have to do it, they're going to go ahead and do it. And what happens is, if he knows every time they do it, he goes free, he's going to keep selling himself to Nova Gechavim with the knowledge, my relatives have to let me free. Uh, so therefore, it makes more sense to say that they own your contract. If, they, if you know that they own your contract, then you're not going to go ahead. A strange, by a stranger, you're not, you're, he's not compelled to do it. You know, so therefore, that even if you say <coughs> he doesn't own the, uh, even if you say that the, the, the stranger doesn't own the contract, it's really not going to make a difference because a stranger in general is not somebody you rely on. So more says like this, Mestav Regulus Kroivim Meshubit. It makes sense to keep him Meshubit enslaved by Gulus Kroivim. Diyamat Meshubit, because if you say that he goes free, then Kol Yom Yom, every single day, Azov Zabanashe, he's going to keep going back and selling himself to the Chovim. Right. Amrav Chibar Abba, Amrav Yechon, Azut Rabbi Yosei Aglili, Rabbi Akiva. This is the opinion of Yosei Aglili, Rabbi Akiva. All right. Abba Chachomim Onra, Kol Shikhur. Chachomim disagree. They hold no matter whether it's relatives, no matter when it's non relatives, if they redeem you are redeemed by them, you go free. Man chachamim, who is the chachamim? That's Rebbe, that's Rebbe Shita from before, because he uses the word be'ele to exclude sheishonim. He doesn't use it, and, there, and he holds that the middle clause goes back and forth. So that's how he learns it. So therefore, Rebbe, he uses for sheishonim, all right? If the halacha is whether you, you redeem yourself, somebody else redeems you, your relatives redeem you, you automatically go free, then why does the end of that posik say, and you'll go free with the yovel? If anybody redeeming you, you're going to go free, so then what are you why telling me? Then there's no, you're, you're not getting to the yovel. Tzimor so says like this, Rebbe understands the Pasuk talking about it is that it's talking about if you were not redeemed. That's how he understood the Pasuk. If you were not redeemed in one of the three ways, so then the is, you're going to go out by Yovel. That's how Rebbe understands the Pasuk. Now the Gemara wants to know, that you'll go out of the Yovel. But the Gemara wants to know what type of guy are we talking about? A guy that's under Jewish jurisdiction or he's not under Jewish jurisdiction? When the Pasuk says he goes out by Yovel, who's it referring to? The Gemara says, obviously it has to be talking about the Why? 
because otherwise... What's compelling him to let him out the yovel? When it says, What are you going to do to a guy if it's that he's not tachas she'ena tachas yadcha? Ha'ena kos v'dabra el ve'ovekachavim she'ena she'ena tachas yadcha. Obviously, he is under jurisdiction, and that's the symbol of John the Apostle. If he doesn't get redeemed be'ele, he goes out the yovel because we're talking about he's under Jewish jurisdiction, and the point is that the but Rashi learns even stronger. You you, have, you cannot do anything, you cannot pull any shtick to let him out earlier unless you pay up. He's allowed to hold on to this person until the Yovo comes along. All right, gentlemen, let's stop over here.